BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Tom Tresser's in the studio. Tom Tresser's in the studio. He's the TIFF guru. You've been hearing him uh, for the last several years. Uh, he's like Chicago's own variation. Uh, Paul Revere. I use that line on a lot of different people, but uh, he's writing around warning us about the pending doom uh, of our city that uh, stashes so much of its money into TIFFs. And uh, he's the head of that group, or he's a part of a group called TIFF Illumination Project. Welcome to the show, Young Thomas. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. And I'm going to say it's all <laughs> your fault. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's uh, go back in time. Uh, I uh, I got the TIFF bug in the 90s uh, and uh, spent about 10 years or so writing about TIFFs. And at some point, our paths cross on this issue, so talk about it. We have a visual. I don't know for your... Oh, my for, God, you have a visual. <laughs> I throw nothing away. <laughs> wow. I am holding in my hands oh my for your radio audience a yeah. flyer from 2008. It says, yeah. it's your money. Would you believe $500 million in 2006? The truth about tips. There's a picture of a young Ben. <laughs> Not that young, man. <laughs> a younger. And it says, a talk by Ben Jaworski, the political reporter, goes on, and it's for the uh, Greater Lincoln Park Democracy for America. Oh, yeah. Meeting on February 12th, 2008. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, I submit this artifact <laughs> as Exhibit 1 for All the right. people. I'm going to grab that and put it in the camera. Put okay, it in the camera. Uh, yeah, here we go. And you were the host uh, that night, I correct? was. And it was at DePaul. I remember this. That's right. Good and God. I still have that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so we had about 50 people there, and we were trying to build this progressive organization in Lincoln Park, okay? And you came, and I remember you waving a property tax bill. This is my Ben Jaworski imitation. Hey, your property tax bill is lying to you. <laughs> That's good. That's wow. Dang, huh? man. Uh, can you do a Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Something no, about would, the bulls. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> you gotta say something. First of all, you have to say man, yeah. and then you have to say something about your beloved bulls. Uh, but yeah, no, I was in those days. I was going around. Oh my goodness, Tommy, bring back memories. That's right. I was going around to various neighborhood groups. I mean, I've talked about tips in so many different settings. Uh, and you've really picked up the mantle, taking it one step further. But I would go and I would bring a property tax bill. That's and right. The, and the proof, the reason I brought a property tax bill was to show how even though uh, your your property taxes went up to finance the TIF funds uh, to uh, to be deposited into various TIF bank accounts, it was not recorded on your no. property tax bills. <laughs> They're so th that's what I remember from that meeting. And I go, what the hell? Now, the following year, I got into the No Game Chicago. So this is this is what this artifact is right here. We fought the Olympic bid. So it was all the, the Olympics all the time. Mayor Daley was like obsessed with bringing the games to Chicago. He stopped governing, I think, the city for two years and spent uh, raised about $90 million. And everybody was hypnotized. Not everybody. Well, yeah. there's one person in the room besides myself who yeah. wasn't hypnotized, yeah. but most Chicago civics were yeah. kind of, uh, you the know, civics uh, hypnotized or seduced or threatened. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I was told by many civic leaders that they dasn't speak against the games for fear of the mayor. Well, this artifact right here is from uh, across the street from the Michael Reese Hospital site, and that's what it really was all about. It was about greed and corruption. Uh, but we found No Game Chicago, and that's another artifact here. I, oh, my I God. I bring you. Wow. Better schools. Hey, that's a theme that hasn't gotten away, has oh it? Oh, my goodness. No yeah. Olympic Games. No Game Chicago. Oh, well, thank God the live stream worked today. Yeah, no, he has all these. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, no, that's so good, Tom. The better schools, no Olympic Games. Yeah, that fight took place. And at one point, uh, I like to say that a big aid uh, in, in that fight, whether they realized or not, and I'm just going to give them a shout out, the Fraternal Order of Police. Yes, they prote protested on the day that the Olympics came to, to uh, review our area. Yeah. And we protested in uh, the Federal Plaza while they walked around. Walked around, around and God bless City them. Hall. I always said Fraternal Order of Police helped uh, keep Chicago from having to spend untold hundreds of millions of dollars on that of course, frivolous Of course, spectacle. No Game Chicago went to, to Switzerland. That is correct. In the, in the summer of 2009, and we, uh, 2008, actually, and we, brought, we invited you to come to Switzerland with us, to the headquarters of the AOC. And if you remember this, I vaguely remember you would this. have been there to see us uh, deliver the famous Book of Evidence to the IOC. Oh now, this is, wow. this is an actual artifact, one of the few remaining copies. Um, and you know whose letter starts out the Book of Evidence, Ben Jaworski? No, whose? <laughs> you. <laughs> You, your letter. Oh, yeah, I remember I wrote that letter, yeah. It says, an open letter to the IOC, why you don't want to give Chicago the Olympics. Ben Jaworski, April 2nd, 2009. We made 150 copies of this book of evidence and took it to Switzerland with us and delivered it personally to the members of the IOC. And who's got the last letter in here? It's also a, a lawsuit from um, the um, great group Designs for Change. Now, we went to Switzerland, we went to Copenhagen mm -hmm. in October of 2009 to give them the final stuff. And guess whose letter we took to the IOC in October? Your letter. Oh, yeah. When you said one last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't give us the games. You said, like, I, this is like, I know we bothered you so many times, but listen, here's one last uh, column from Ben Jaworski in Chicago. We deliver that personally through the uh, Copenhagen police, the Danish army the uh, Secret Service, and Mayor Daly's personal security guards that he brought with him to the Copenhagen. We, we penetrated all that to deliver the materials on the day of their vote. And uh, Chicago did not get the Olympics, so I guess I made, wrote a persuasive letter. I think you time. did, and we delivered it for you. I uh, appreciate that. Well, but the whole point of it was, mm -hmm. Ben, is because of that uh, meeting that we had that you went that you uh, joined us at 2008. It mm -hmm. was in my mind about TIFFs, and we used it to to derail the Olympic bid in this way. In the spring of 2008, we got a hold of all the TIFF reports uh, of about 165, and we opened them all up and looked at the balance sheet and discovered 1.7 billion dollars mm. sitting in TIFF accounts. So we ran around the city for the rest of the year saying Chicago isn't broke. We don't need the games to 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 uh, prosper. Let's talk about that 1.7 billion right now. Let's let's figure out how to use that money to make the city great. Let's not throw a party, you know, 7 years from now and they hated us. That was the origin of the TIFF Illumination Project, which has been rolling all these six years. And so what uh, you do with the TIFF Illumination Project, among other things, and let's talk about this up front, uh, is you do this tally of the annual reports. Yeah. This is really important, everybody, uh, because every year, uh, a portion of your property tax uh, is siphoned off and uh, to various TIFF bank accounts uh, that are uh, largely controlled by the mayor 
uh, with some keys, uh, aldermen. It's, but it's largely the mayor's slush fund, and the mayor is free uh, to dip into it for whatever he or she wants. That's why it's so important to the mayor. Uh, the issue has been, since Tom started talking about it at great length, how much money is sitting in these TIF bank accounts that's unobligated, that is not directly earmarked for any specific project, which is free for the mayor to use however he or she wants. And which this, is called a slush fund. Which is called a slush fund, <laughs> all right? Although, uh, in my the column I write tomorrow, I allude, I see the mayonnaise, I, I allude to the mayonnaise jar because one common theme, Tom Tresser, that every mayor has uh, repeated from Daly to Rom to Lori Lightfoot is that despite what Tom Tresser says, <laughs> there's no money right. in the TIF slush well, fund. Well, we're here, we're here to, to say it ain't so. <laughs> oh, and so the last, just to get the mayonnaise joke, uh, in the last budget, uh, in the lead up to yeah, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's budget address last week, um, one of her, an unnamed city hall aide that would, would not reveal him or herself, told the Sun-Times that they've scraped the mayonnaise jar clean. Yes, we brought okay, it here. So we, we brought it here to, to, brought, to demonstrate. So it, no matter what you say, Tom, they always say, sorry, Tresser, there's no money. There's and no then all of a sudden when they need some money, oh, where did it come they from? Find, they find some more mayonnaise, but yeah. So yes. Yeah, so let's just show the folks at home our sophisticated data gathering tool called the spreadsheet. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so, that's unbelievable. This is here. He, th this is here funded wow. courtesy of nobody. We've been turned down 30 times by foundations, but nevertheless, we're able to <laughs> use our vast data resources uh -huh. to go through the TIF reports every year. This is from 2018. Okay. So there's 145 active TIFs. So that's how many, you know, that's how many rows we have. And all we do is we add up the, the numbers at the bottom of the sheet. And lo and behold, at the end of 2018, there was $1.5 billion sitting in the TIF accounts. Now, that is the city's data, okay? So let them dispute this and say, yeah, I'm hallucinating or we're wrong in some way. So it's simply their information. Well, what they haven't done, and this goes back to daily, this is a common theme, is that they've not in any way revealed their own, like, You've gone through, okay, just, just people know this. This is like TIF geekdom. But the city is required by state law to, re, uh, to provide an audit every year of every single uh, TIF district. And so these are annual reports, and they put them online. They're PDF files. And that's what we use. Yeah, that's what you use. And uh, so they're required by state law to do that. It's a report that they uh it's officially delivered to the state controller. Anyway, so what Tom does is goes through 145 different annual reports. Correct. One report for... So you think the city would just say, you know what we're going to do? We have to... It's all on our computers. We're going to come up with one total. But no, they never do. They, you, they could do this. A computer, they have it all on their computers. Well, not only that, Ben, they refuse to do it by wards because that's how people live politically. So they, they'll say, well, the TIF Kinsey, the Kinsey TIF district is this or that. And people go, I don't know what that is. I know Kinsey Street. But there's no alderman for Kinsey Dis TIF. There's no director. Uh, so they would re will, they resist and have resisted to make the information available by award, which is what we do. So we, we scrape it and pull it apart and pull it back together again and has been doing so since 2013. We did an open meeting, which you were at. Again, you are, you're all over this project. <laughs> um, a public meeting at the Chopin Theater. Oh, I remember that, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And it was uh, February 2013, the night of the State of the Union address, I might What year add. was it? 2013. And it was packed. The Chopin Theater, my friends, was SRO, like at a hockey game. People were leaning in. They were shouting, no tiffs, no tiffs. Why? Because Mayor Emanuel uh, had just closed 50 schools. Mm-hmm. So people were really uh, pregnant and angry uh, and present about their property taxes, right? Mm-hmm. So you were there. Um, P- Professor Richard Dye from University of Illinois, who's been studying this for dog's ages, and the great Valerie Leonard mm-hmm. from Valerie uh, Leonard London. was there, yeah. So that was our little get-together, and um, we unveiled the TIF Illumination Project that night, and we revealed the TIFs of the 27th Award, which is where we were. And we said to the, the assembled folk, if this information is useful to you, how TIFFs work and what they're doing to your ward, give us a call. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have no staff, we have nothing, but we'll try to do a good job for you. That was 76 meetings ago. Yeah. <laughs> we did the, the 77th meeting was just two weeks ago in Wicker Park. It hasn't stopped and we have no budget. We have nothing. But still, folk out there. They want to know. Yeah. Well, okay. And going back to the point I was making. So uh, the the mayor, instead of uh, going through the computers and presenting a number for that they claim is in the reserves, just always says, Tom's wrong. Tom's wrong. That's what they, Tom's wrong. So we don't know. You would think that the first step one of a transparent, efficiently run city would be to tell people what property taxes they have in reserves yeah. so that they don't have to raise your property yeah. tax. You can look at it from one of two ways, Tom. I sometimes, when I pay a top property tax bill, I put on my MAGA hat and now suddenly I'm really upset that I'm paying more money in property taxes when I know this money's in reserve. Yeah. But then uh, when I think about how our schools have 43 kids 45 kids in a classroom, I put on my FDR hat yeah. and, I, and I'm upset that the money is being held in reserve instead of being used for something that I really feel is important. So you can look at it either way. Well, I, 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 am, I believe in government. I, I mean, I'm an FDR kind of guy, except we got to have better governors. And I've been fighting the machine here since 1991, but I'm a believer in government because government made us problems. I mean, we have racism and structural uh, redlining and, and all these things that have plagued our, our city over the years. So we, we can use government for evil and for good, but we need better governors. And I've been fighting the machine for most of my, my adult life. And these tips here, we call them racist and we say it's time to abolish them. And we ask people to go to endtiffsnow.org. There's a petition and all our arguments lining up why these tips cannot be saved. They can't be tweaked or adjudicated, they gotta go. And these two TIFs for Lincoln Yards and the Project 78 are an act of economic warfare on black Chicago. They're egregious beyond understanding. They gotta go. All right, well, I'm lately, um, I'm rethinking everything. (laughs) I'll throw this out at you. And uh, I've sort of come to the conclusion that TIFs are necessary evil, and I will explain myself and get your response. so here's the deal. Uh, at their most basic fundamental level, uh, TIF is a surcharge that the city slaps on the property tax that everybody pays, and the money goes into bank accounts, as we just said, largely controlled by the mayor. Uh, people don't seem too particularly upset about it, despite the fact, Tom, that I've been on this crusade since the 1990s, since the Clinton years. <laughs> All right. Uh, people don't seem too worried about it. You know why? Because they don't realize they're paying it. 
So I've come to the conclusion is if the only way we can fund the things that we think are important with government is to slap a surcharge on the property tax that people don't realize that they're paying, if people will go along with it because they don't realize they're paying it, then who am I to complain? <laughs> who am I to uh, notify people that they're paying more in their property tax to fund the things that they say they want for government? You know what? I fr- I'm raising the white flag. Oh, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a horrible day for Chicago. But... I don't want the money wasted on things that I don't think are frivolous and not necessary. Like, for instance, uh, underwriting a upscale development in an already gentrifying neighborhood. Owned by a billionaire. Yeah. So so I think that the money uh, should be then taken out every year. And what do they call it? What do they call it? The surplus. They've created a word. We surplus a tiff. I, yeah. I, I turned that into a new word. Yeah. So I'm saying, what's your thoughts about that, Tom? Just let's keep the secret tax going. Let's keep slapping the surcharge on the property taxpayers. As long as the people in Chicago are so clueless, to quote that movie that Dennis loved in the 90s, then and that they're willing to pay uh, extra in their property taxes, who am I to complain? <laughs> who are you, Tom Tresser, to complain? And then we could spend the money on schools and police and fire. Firefighters, go well, ahead. Well, I I feel your 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 frustration, um, but I'll 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 see you and raise you. We need to be fighting the wars. We need to be fighting the overmilitarization of a, of our country. Our mayor should be in con, con, conclusion with the mayors of Los Angeles, New York, and and other older cities to to fight the militarization of the co- country because Chicago and Illinois ships so much of its federal taxes to Washington, which then gets repurposed to, for the military. So first I'll put that on the table. If we're thinking big pictures, if they, if we, if we could just keep a half of the federal taxes, Chicago and send to Washington every year for the military, we, end the conversation, we could do whatever we want. We could rebuild the schools. We could cut class size in half. We could have gardens on every, you know, uh, t- treetop. We could do, the sky would be the limit, and it's just our money, mm-hmm. so let us use it. So in the spirit of what you're saying, no, end TIFFs by all means, but replace it with a breathtaking plan for the future of the city of Chicago, which we're still waiting for from this mayor. If we can uh, give so much money to uh, billionaire Keating Crown at Lincoln Yards and the developers' uh, structure development down on the, on the river in Roosevelt, can we not come up with something equally breathtaking that will serve all our Chicagoans? And I don't know what that is, but let's have the conversation. Some people say cut class size in half. Some people say let's go solar and put solar panels on all buildings and let the city buy that, those panels. And, you know, you'd be trained and something like that. Sort of like, again, like the uh, New Deal. You know, the city becomes the employer first resort. That's where we need to be. Stop messing around in uh, public money for a target, you know, to, for low-wage low jobs and non-union jobs. Let's get out of that space. Let's think big. Then I'm with you. All right. Well, I agree with you on the thinking big part. In fact, uh one thing I miss from the 80s, one of the few things I miss from the 80s, uh, Harold Washington, mm-hmm. Harold Washington, former mayor of the city of Chicago, was always talking about our urban agenda. And our mayors uh, since then have dropped that that rhetoric, talk about how, let's say, Chicago has things in common with L.A. or New York or any other city in the country and that we should have a combined uh, urban agenda. We should be petitioning the federal government to spend more money on cities to help us with our transit and our education, et cetera, mm-hmm. and so forth. And so, yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, that rhetoric is lost. In fact, cities are now competing against each other, fighting to uh, woo the Amazons of the world. Wrong. Wrong yeah. way to go. So I agree with you on that one. But let's just deal with this one issue that we're confronting with right now and that is that we're in day nine of a teacher strike yeah and uh the teachers union is demanding that the teachers uh that the city allocate more money 
more tax dollars because it's not coming from the feds. No. It's not coming from the state at the no. moment. To more locally raised money uh, to lower class size and to hire more nurses, counselors, et cetera, yep. and so forth, and perhaps give teachers more prep time. So it's all these things are on the table, and Mayor Lori Lightfoot has said, uh, when she totals it up, there's a $100 million difference between what the teachers want and what she wants to give them. Mayor Lightfoot, go back to the mayonnaise jar. <laughs> I was going to ask. It's Let- not empty. So look, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. So illustration. She, she took out one third. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let, <laughs> let the record show. Let the record show it's mayonnaise, that we've emptied gentlemen. out one third of the mayonnaise jar. That's three hundred million dollars. Okay. But look, look, the mayonnaise jar is still filled with one point two billion dollars of mayonnaise. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Look at that. Look at all that mayonnaise uh, in there. Oh, right, oh my don't God. get it on the table. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> anyway, brought mayonnaise. I, I think the people at home <laughs> want a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they get the point. The mayonnaise jar is full of TIF money. So if it's only $100 million, Mayor Lightfoot, go back to the jar. Yeah. Let's get this strike over with, okay? And by the way, while you're at it, kill that Lincoln wait, Yards. Wait, wait. Before you say kill the Lincoln Yards, yeah, kill the Lincoln Well, yeah. The, she killed a lawsuit that would have killed Lincoln Yeah, no, Yards. no. Yeah. Let's rethink that. All right. But let me just say this. This is the other little point that I always uh, am amused by. Whenever the mayor, uh, and it doesn't, whichever mayor because they're interchangeable on this point. Rom, Lori, uh, does a surplus of TIF funds when they dip into the mayonnaise jar <laughs> and throw a little mayonnaise at various entities right. that need the money at that moment. Yeah. They always say the same thing. They always go, uh, this is a one-time deal, Yeah. okay? We can't rely on any more mayonnaise coming in the mayonnaise jar. So all you little peasants out there in the city of Chicago, this is just a one-time deal. Forgetting to uh, remind us that every year that TIF surplus, that surcharge on your property tax exists. So guess what, folks? Next year, you're going to be pouring more of your mayonnaise into that, that jar. That jar keeps getting filled up <laughs> every so year. It's like, but every year, T, Tom, when they do the surplus, what do they say? It's, oh, this is just a one a special shot thing. Yeah. Special thing. Man, Emmanuel did that a few years ago. I think it was about $85 million the last time that the teachers came to the table, right? I yeah. think that was about four or five Isn't years ago. Isn't that funny? They only dip into the mayonnaise jars when the teachers go on strike. Right. Imagine if some of the other unions had their balls. Well, look, CTU... Come with us and help us abolish these TIFs. If you had helped us abolish TIFs, if they had if they had been working with me, this would have been a done deal by now. This money would have the mayonnaise jar would have been emptied. It would be a different civic conversation. So I ask my friends, J- Jesse Sharkey, if you're listening to this, let's let's work together. Your rank and file know me. They they've come to my meetings. They they, they understand what we're speaking about here. This this injustice about TIFs. So let's get on the same page, brother. Let's let's. Kill these tips together, and you won't have you'll, your strike will be over in like five minutes. All right, I'm not certain. In fact, I am positive I'm not aboard the kill the tips bandwagon because the uh-huh. new Ben Jarofsky is let's exploit the tips oh, no. since they're not going anywhere. But I you're, am with you're you. You're killing me, man. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent on transparency. So at the very least, we'll cut a deal, Tom. This is Chicago. We'll cut a deal. <laughs> you and I agree that the mayor should be completely and totally and utterly transparent about how much mayonnaise is in the mayonnaise jar. Are you in agreement I with that? 
agree. But listen, let me just say, when I hear transparency in the city of Chicago, because this is a, the big watchword, to me, that's the image of a, of a gasolation station robbery where you watch the security footage a month later. It's grainy. You see a guy with his hands up. There's a gun. A crime has been committed. Committed. It's over. It's gone. The criminal is gone. But you've got the videotape. That's what transparency means to me in the city of Chicago. All right. And now let's just also point out, uh, just so people know, that the other thing that the TIF Illumination Project does, as in, in addition to uh, measuring how much mayonnaise in the mayonnaise jar, uh, is do you do hearings or uh, meetings we in do. neighborhoods throughout the city of Chicago, and you break down what their TIF districts That's have spent right. the money on, and what kind of things have you discovered? All kinds of things. Well, like I say, we've been doing this 77 times. You, you can... Hit us at uh, civiclab.us, and you'll see a way to contact us, or tom at civiclab.us if you feel like emailing me. We'll come and visit you, but basically we do a civic house call. So we'll tell you, um, first of all, what TIFs are in, in sort of a strangely entertaining way that, uh, that is uh, compelling and clear. So you leave the meeting with a, a basic 101. These are how TIFs work. These are how many there are in the city. You know, how big a deal it is how big a deal it is in the state of Illinois, because there's about 1,200 TIFs across the whole state, about 420 cities, so we're not alone. Then we tell you, okay, here we are in the 13th Ward, the 19th Ward, wherever we are. Here's how many TIFs there are here. Here's how much money they've taken from you. Here's who's getting paid. Come on, this is Chicago. We want to know who got paid. And then we say, hey, could there be any conflict of interest? Heaven forfend. Could there be a connection between people who receive TIF money and your older person? And guess what? Every time there is. We were in the... We were in the, the ward, what's her name, uh, Carrie Austin's ward. I think that was the 34th ward. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, her chief of staff was in the back of the room. And when I got to the point of uh, revealing the conflicts of interest, the two big tiffs mm-hmm. that she funded there, gave her about $6,000 in campaign contributions, I heard a voice from the back of the room, she used that money for turkeys. I said, excuse me? And all of a sudden, it's her chief of staff, a guy who's been in the news for his double dipping between the state and the city. Um, and he said, yeah, she used that money for turkeys. And I go, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding I'm me? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but go ahead. <laughs> so, what a city. So, so then he, so this chief of staff guy did try to uh, very change the subject and, you know, try to get us off the topic. But basically he said, uh, yes, the alderman took the $6,000 and spent it on turkeys for her. All right. citizens. Well, but we find those stories over and over, over again. and over again. And uh, it, it is kind of a funny thing because uh, many times or uh, Tom will bring his show on the road to some ward and the alderman or aldermanic aide will be outraged and get up and uh, start uh, uh, accusing you of getting something wrong. I think I was at a meeting with you once uh, in the uh, in maybe I think you were, it was you uh, in West Riders Park where Bernie Stone, yeah, the he former was, alder, maybe he was rest in, the back. in peace. Yeah, he got it. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Save some of that mayonnaise for me. <laughs> that was actually the uh, only time. Listen, um, I don't run those meetings. They're always put together by the citizens of the neighborhood and they often do invite the alderman. They never come. No sitting alderman has ever been at one of those meetings. Well, time out. Bernie was retired by that. Yes, yeah, he's he retired. No, but, he, well, he's since passed on, but when at that meeting, he was not the sitting alderman. No. He had already, he had lost his election. That's right. And he came, I, I because he was defend, Because he was defending his past actions. Well, he was also interested in the issue, and he was Bernie Stone, yeah. and I'm going to defend Bernie Stone. So, but, he, but, but, I uh, like Bernie. But no all, sitting alderman has ever, ever hosted one of these meetings, nor been in the audience just sort of to, except... 
two times where they came late because they heard that the meeting was packed and was dynamic, and two aldermen came and then got lambasted by the by the attendees. All right, that's Tom Tresher. Hey, uh, with Tom, if real quick too, if you could plug, uh, so we got people uh, on the live stream chat wondering uh, about the TIFF website. If you could just plug everything one more time, one more time. Sure. Um, go to um, endtiffsnow.org, and that's the campaign to eliminate TIFFs. If you just want the background, and we've got videos, and oh my goodness, all sorts of reports, it's TIFF reports. Com. If you want to get a hold of me, Tom Tresser, bring me it to your community. We do civic house calls. Hook me up at tom at civiclab.us. And that's Tresser, T-R-E-S-S-E-R. You got it, bro. All right, Tom Tresser has been fighting a good fight for a long time. Night, and I want to thank um, all the people who were involved and at the table till well past 2 a.m. <clears throat> we came so close, um, nearly to a tentative agreement on the big, biggest issues um, at stake. The two that CTU defined for us as their core issues, class size and staffing. These are the issues that CTU has told us from day one are the most critical to getting a deal done. For months, we've heard the union say they needed additional support staff and class size uh, relief on top of the generous compensation package on the table that will pay the average teacher nearly $100,000 a year. And so we made significant compromises to resolve these issues. 70 million in additional staffing, including a nurse and a social worker in every school, in writing. 25 million in class size relief, in writing. Commitments to direct additional resources toward our high need schools. We put it all in writing because of, on, on these matters, we fundamentally agree with the union. Our students need and deserve fully staffed, fully resourced schools. And our teachers can do their best work with manageable class sizes. All told, this is a half a billion dollar offer. And yet we still do not have a deal.